Welcome back, everybody, to 007, a James Bond podcast, the one James Bond podcast that you listen to every six months, because that's about when we put out the episodes for you, and uh, it's been a a long time since our last episode. We're still recovering from the rankings episode. We brought Noah back to talk about James Bond, and we've probably kicked him off again, because he's not here today for a variety of reasons. But you are here today listening to our exclusive commentary. I say exclusive because it's the only James Bond podcast in the world right now recording this. I'm sure other ones have done it and they're probably better and actually worth listening to. We're here to commentate on Live and Let Die, Roger Moore's first outing, and obviously we've lost the great Roger Moore, so uh, today we're going to celebrate his life over a year later after he died uh, because that's how much we do these. I don't know where I'm going with this. My name is Ben, and I've always had an inflated opinion of myself. We're supposed to do a line, not just give a commentary on your personality. Oh, shit, sorry. <laughs> uh, my name is Bond, James Bond. My name is Colin, and for 20 bucks, I'd take you to a Ku Klux Klan cookout. Not really, people. <laughs> Let's not hashtag this already. Oh, 2018, when you can't even make jokes from 1973, um, because you couldn't anyway. Um, I- I'm excited to be back, Colin. It's been a while. I mean, we've been in the midst of doing a million and one Oz Network episodes, and I think I messaged you in the middle of our organizing this month and that month, like, hey, we should do a Bond episode. Um, because we haven't done one since our ranking of the villains episode. And remember in that episode when we said, hey, we're going to do some more rankings ones? Well, Noah moved to Korea. So we're here to do <laughs> commentary. Excited. I'm excited for commentary. Yay. Yeah. And Noah moved to Korea. So is uh, he officially <laughs> Gustav Graves? Now, we're the opposite of Gustav Graves. Well, he's, he's Gustav yes, Graves I traveling backwards. He's going through gene therapy to become General Moon. <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna show up as like a Korean man and be like, "You don't recognize me, do you?" <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. I don't know if there's more to add to that. Well, I mean, Korea's not really a joke anymore, is it? It's it's unified now. Thanks, Donald. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> to kind of date the fact that actually, for a, a commentary itself. Uh, we actually haven't done a commentary since July 2017 when we did Skyfall, our Sticky McJohn John episode. Uh, <laughs> which. Our most at listened the time to recording this, Yes, yes, exactly. I mean, it's, it's June now. Uh, so it's been 11 months. And in that period, we've done two episodes. <laughs> we talked about Bond 25 and we ranked the villains. Um, so. Go us. Uh, but before we get into this, I, I mean, obviously people can download our Live and Let Die uh, recap. Uh, I think it's called You Know You Did, You Know You Did, You Know You Did, a Live and Let Die uh, recap. 
But do you have anything to add on Live and Let Die before we start this commentary? Because I personally, I think I just said this to you off air, this is one of the ones I know the least. This might be there with Octopussy is perhaps the bond I've seen the least over the years. So, um, yeah, I don't really have a whole lot to add. It's almost like I'm watching this again for the first time. Uh, well, for me, the ones I've watched the least are the Timothy Dalton ones, just because I'll, I'll go through a full Bond rewatch, and then as soon as I get up to L- View to a Kill, I guess, I'm always like, oh, should I watch L- Living Daylights next? Or, no, nah, I want to watch Brosnan, and I just skip forward to the good stuff. Uh, but I think I've said on multiple episodes before that at one point, this was like my least favorite James Bond, or at least among my bottom three James Bond movies. So it was the one that I would avoid watching or i'd skip it and when we did the the you know you did you know you did you know you did episode (laughs) my opinion turned around it was probably the biggest turnaround i had on any bond movies and i completely stand by the fact that it is a dumb ridiculous really really campy uh over-the-top cheesy movie that can be almost painful to watch at times but there's something kind of fun about it that I appreciate, especially when it gets to the second half of the movie. Um, so, yeah, we'll see if my opinion holds up now a couple of years later, because uh, I'm, I'm excited well, to watch this one. Considering, just I'll just say, it took you about three and a half minutes to get to the Timothy Dalton bashing. I think at the four and a <laughs> half minute mark, it's only appropriate that I play this. <laughs> oh, God, Stop I miss being able to play... Com, you know, copyright music on the show. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, well, we'll get to where we rank these uh, throughout this because, um, I don't have this ranked very highly. So I think we should get to this. If anybody has not listened to one of our commentaries before, or at least in the last 11 months, and you can't remember, uh, what we do here, get a copy of Live and Let Die. You work out how I'm not going to get into the ways you should do it. Um, and get it ready to go. We're going to queue this up just before the MGM line comes up on the screen. We're going to find out soon whose copy is more ahead of the others in just a moment. Uh, and we'll count down from three and on the word, uh, what word shall we use today instead of go? Colin, um, butterhook. Butterhook. Yes. That great word. Uh, and then when I say the word butterhook, not now, in a few minutes, uh, you press play. Well, not a few minutes, a few seconds, really. And you watch the movie with us and listen to our expert commentary. So I understand it. Colin understands it. The listeners don't understand it because they're not listening. So let's just get into this. Three, two, one. Butterhook. Butterhook. Oh, look, it's a line. (laughs) 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 They should replace it with a horse. (laughs) Um... Do you have the United Artists logo here, or am I got a different version? I do. Oh, no, I got it. Thank Christ. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're like, <laughs> doo, doo, doo. oh, look, it's a gun barrel. This is new. We should mention that this is Roger Moore's first Bond movie. <laughs> His first gun barrel, too. What a coincidence. And the uh, youngest he will ever look in James Bond, even though he still looks like he's about <laughs> 50. Um, but can we also add to that? Like, there's so much criticism of Roger Moore's age. Like, I don't know how old he was well into his 40s, I think, by the time he made this. But he still looked younger here, and probably at least by Spy Who Loved Me, than Sean Connery did in Diamonds Are Forever. True. I love New York. Here we go. New York in Bond. Um, will they ever make that James Bond in New York short story into a movie, do you reckon? No, I mean, not even making a joke. I think in all seriousness, one of the problems is that New York's just been filmed so much that... At the time you made it here, yeah, there were some American movies that did it, but 
there was an appeal to, hey, it's a movie and they're showing real New York City and it's not impressive anymore because half the movies out there take place in New York. And definitely all the Marvel movies do. Typical Hungary, just not bringing the laughs to this United Nations. Um, just <laughs> completely unfunny. Look at the technology. New Zealand, I saw the words New Zealand. Canada, there's Canada, look. Well, wait a second. <laughs> These are all the English-speaking countries for the translation. So what is New Zealand doing in there? They don't speak English, do they? Well, I mean, no, they don't. Uh, <laughs> that's like the third ever and only reference of Canada in James Bond. Oh, look at the acting here. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, nobody, hmm, he's, he's at it again. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> There's Lord Someone George. Someone was hitting the bottle hard last night. <laughs> Typical British. <Just> getting drunk. <laughs> you know, if that was Australia, they definitely wouldn't have. <laughs> just like, oh, there's the Australians. I remember I this. Say, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The James Bond experts. Oh, the one with this scene. Yeah. <laughs> but even even when I absolutely hated this movie, like, I loved this as an opening. Like, this is such a fantastic thing to see here. I, I mean, I've never been to New Orleans, but, I mean, I really hope if I ever go there, they do something like, like I don't want to die, but, I mean, like, just <laughs> <laughs> a funeral going on in the middle of the city like this. I feel sorry for the poor old ladies that are waiting across the street here because, like, this is the slowest moving professional ever. <laughs> I like that guy. Look at these people that are like, I gotta go cash in my food stamps. <laughs> Put a move on it. Quick, a hurricane's about to hit. Uh, oh, no, is that too soon? It's been 14 years, so. <laughs> <laughs> Hurricane Katrina jokes. Uh. And look, I love that the first henchman in the movie that actually kills somebody is a 76-year-old man. <laughs> like, how did he overpower this agent? <laughs> That wasn't Roger Moore, was it? It's <laughs> uh, a cool little trick here, this effect. Just putting the body in the... Or are you talking about the filming techniques? All right, okay. Well, yeah, the way that he just <laughs> lowered the casket over him and picked him right up. Uh, just another day in New Orleans, just everybody... I keep thinking when it says Philodo I keep thinking of the Philodo fish. <laughs> just... <sighs> Phileo fish, sorry, am I... Meant to be a bit French there. That's how it's pronounced. Mallory's in the background. <laughs> Welcome to the Double Law Seven show. Mallory in the background. <laughs> I think last time we uh, did an episode, she existed in my life, but uh, she's yelling at me. That's how it's pronounced. Sorry, Sam Monique, an island. Oh, thanks for telling me. Uh, <laughs> an island in the Caribbean. Which, I mean, is it ever been said why they create a country? Like, it's always interesting in these movies when they create countries, because I guess it's, you know, we don't want to offend people. But, you know, yeah. I mean, half these movies are about Russia and the Soviet Union wanting to bomb up the world. So why not just have, like, Cuba or Jamaica or something like that? I, it's obviously an attempt to not offend you because they're they're dealing with like voodoo and some stereotypes. Like, because I think even in 1973, we we talked about how the live and let die novel maybe is a little bit dated with its portrayal of like uh, obviously of people in uh, Harlem and everything. But uh, you know, when you're doing all this voodoo stuff, there's probably going to be a lot of people who would take offense. That's not the way it really is in you know Cuba or wherever. So, making it a fictional island in the Caribbean is a little more acceptable. There's a nipple! Sorry. Um, <laughs> I just want to say, like, we'll, I mean, we're going to talk about how great this is, this song at least. Um, it's it's a pretty bland opening, <laughs> pretty titles 
a sequence, really. I mean, if we're ranking really? those. Well, uh, I mean, you basically have three pre-title scenes going on. You have the UN stuff, you have the, the funeral, and then you have that sacrifice thing. So I, I think all three of them together, it makes a, a decent pre-title scene. I don't know if any of them could have stood... If we had, like, a minute and a half pre-title scene, it would have been a bit of a rip-off. Well, we, we can't talk down this song. Uh, I mean, I know no. I probably ranked it, like, last. I can't remember. But, um, you know, possibly the most iconic, or at least in the top three, I, most iconic James Bond songs in the history of James Bond. Oh, uh, you know, we had a discussion at work a couple of days ago um, about Bond themes because somebody had mentioned that, like... Uh, Skyfall was like, uh, it's an okay Bond theme, but it's an average Adele song. And I got so angry. I'm like, don't you dare say that. And they're like, they, they started running through the Bond themes and you would appreciate this. They're like, yeah, you know, the Sheryl Crow one, that one was pretty good. I'm like, that's disgusting. Get out of here. And then like, the Madonna one wasn't bad. I'm like, you're officially fired. <laughs> and you know, the serious thing is you probably up. actually did fire them. You're not even joking. Yeah, yes. Uh, there's lawsuit pending. But uh, <laughs> we're kind of going through, oh, yeah, you know, there was this one, Golden. Everybody agreed, yeah, Golden Eye's great. And when it came to Live and Let Die, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, that one, that one's one of the best. Well, I do have, do have the, the rankings Ooh. here. Uh, it did get second overall uh, on our uh, rankings. Um, you ranked it at fourth noah had this at number one i had it at number six of course i had it the lowest um I, and just <laughs> wait, yes. wait, what was number five ben what um i'm gonna mean, play it right now but we're doing a commentary so we can't affect the. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it earlier in this episode um but yeah i mean second i mean that that sells it i mean that's a, that's a decent average so and there's was, I always love that transition to the skull there, too. Oh, here I am talking about the skull, and Ben's like, a bum! Well, nudies! I, I love the way we've kind of got hands here that are going to spread, and you're like, oh, are they spreading the bum? No, it's another naked woman! <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think... What's this... she doing into the palm of the hand there? <laughs> What's the hands doing in the... Do you think in 2019, when we get Bond 25, you're remotely close to having naked women in the titles? No. Uh... <laughs> So live these out, people. Oh, hello, Roger. Hello, There will ben. be a naked Daniel Craig in it, though. I mean, like, we need Jamie here to rank the shirtless Roger Moore, because, you know, we've gone over <laughs> this. Like, Sean Connery's got the hair. Pierce has got the best hair. You know, you want a great cheese on Daniel Craig. Um, but, like, how's Roger going here, you know? It's quite you know, illuminating. It's funny that I think most people's perception is like, oh, yeah, Roger Moore, you know, handsome guy, but nobody really classifies them as, like, a hot Bond. <laughs> and I think Jamie saw these movies completely out of sequence. Like, I showed her, uh, you know, Free Your Eyes Only and Spy Love Me, Video Kill, and this was probably one of the last ones she watched. By the time she got to this, she's like, ooh, Roger Moore, nice. <laughs> I remember my mum said that one time, like, I was talking about the Bonds, and she was like, no, I was very attracted to Roger Moore. And I'm like, really? <laughs> like... <laughs> Uh, just, I should mention. Please don't go into more detail. <laughs> no, no. This, uh, actually, this scene right now is in our, made our Hall of Fame. Um, I'm just looking here at our list. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if that says anything about this movie, but we have the introduction of Roger Moore as James Bond in his apartment as one of our top three. So there you go. And is this the There's first time we see his apartment? On. Yeah, I think it is. Well, did we see it in any of the. Oh, wasn't in Doctor no, the- Wasn't what's the name in yeah. playing golf and. Yeah. Know? And yeah, rest in peace, right. Eunice Gase. Can we just say that? This is the first episode we've done yeah. since Eunice passed away. That was only within the last week or so, wasn't it? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
clearly we cared enough but about like, her to do a tribute this... episode. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> as far as this being like, you know, an iconic scene, yeah, it would seem weird of all things to nominate for Live and Let Die. Um, first of all, what were the other two Hall of Famers? Uh, da, 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 I had in front of me the other two. Boat chase. The boat chase and the escape on top of the crocodiles. Yeah. Uh, and this would seem like an odd choice. It's like, it's just, I'm giving him a briefing, but there are a lot of things here that you don't see in Bond movies. Like, you know, being able to see his apartment. Not that that's like, Bond making a Hey, we see his apartment, Hall of Fame. But for an introduction to a Bond, I mean, all of them are kind of introduced in action scenes. And there's something that's kind of nice about having an introduction to a Bond where you just get his character right away. Because they struggled so much with Lazenby to get him over with the audience. And here they just played to all of Roger Moore's strengths right away. I mean, he's shirtless. He's got a woman in bed. He's funny. He's got all these clever (laughs) one-liners. It's pretty much everything that we're going to get from Roger Moore in one scene. Yeah, and I think that's... I mean, look, it's been nearly three years since we did our uh, Live and Let Die recap. So forgive us if we don't remember it very well we're probably contradicting ourselves i don't know what we talked about in that episode it was 2015 it was a weird time for me but um, not that now isn't any different but yeah like you know every introduction of a bond is just so different compared to this like this is very unique because you're almost feeling right away like we know this guy and yes okay we know james bond but you know this isn't beg your pardon forgot to knock uh you know or anything like that it's just james bond making coffee and having a girl in the closet Oh, and how about M's reaction here? <laughs> Good God! <laughs> oh, Sir Roger, I'm not. Is I'm... there something with Roger Moore putting women in closets like <laughs> this and Man with a Golden Gun? That seems to be his thing. Some people his feet. Some people is putting women in closets. <laughs> Maybe it's a you know a, meta- a metaphor for something in him in closets. I don't know. Like. <laughs> Who says this is my Don't first time? Don't start another Roger Moore movie. No, <laughs> we like I. We've you know I've come around on him. We've got to sit here and be you know impersonating him the whole time. Like I don't know. <laughs> you came around on Roger Moore with a view to a kill, though. I don't think that counts. Well, I mean, you know, something about old men and quiches do it for me. <laughs> I do like this yellow. Do you, do you call them dressing gowns in Canada? Dressing gown? Like, he's got JB Robe. written on it. <laughs> wow. Jolly B. He's stolen Jack Bauer's uh, robe. Like, <laughs> Granny Penny getting a bit granny there. Um, sorry, Lois. Ah, uh, she's still got it going on in 73. Yeah. <laughs> Are you saying she's 73 or in the years 1970? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not talking about Roger Moore here. <laughs> How lazy are you, James, that you've got to open the door with a magnet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is... But you know what? Here's something that's weird. She she ran into the closet holding her dress over herself to so as not flash her you know, uh, nipples that you would want to see. She's supposed to be quiet and everything. And as he's having this briefing, she takes the time to dress herself in a closet. <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't think that that was really thought out that well. I also love the fact that when that zip is, like, going down, like, he's trying to keep up with it. It's like it's going, and then it kind of slows down a little bit, then it speeds up really quickly, so Roger Moore's like, oh, shit! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now we have the cards for the first time. He travels with others. Who does he travel with in this movie? Um, uh, His ego. I, d- I don't know. <laughs> My he goes to meet Felix in Felix's home. 
He's um, he's wearing gloves. Hey, wait a second. Did you notice he had like luggage tags on his attaché case? <laughs> like, what great secret agent is going to check <laughs> their secret agent attaché case? He's like he's he's looking around and somebody picks his bag up by mistake. <laughs> a knife pops out of it. A bunch of gold coins. <laughs> Score. <laughs> Didn't we go over this when we did this recap about you know just James Bond getting picked up at airports? Never really turns out well for him. Like, <laughs> as if he's like on holiday and like you know a family member picks him up from the airport. He's like, Who sent you? It's me, James. <laughs> it's he's, your cousin. He's really old. And not you know in touch with like times and everything like he should just be a member with like enterprise rent a car or something because yeah. that would work out a lot better for him. how does james bond work in the age of uber like <laughs> <laughs> your uber driver is five minutes out no i don't trust this it's too quick i don't believe this <laughs> leave feedback for your uber why why does he want me to leave more feedback uh... as far as like using new york as a location here I mean, I've seen lots of, like, older movies, and you see New York, and it's usually, like, blue screen and all that uh, projection. But they're really showing, like, these wide shots of, you know, a lot of locations you don't really see. Even just being able to – I don't even know which bridge this is, but, like, being able to drive over this massive bridge is not something you typically see. So I think even though New York had been shown a lot on screen, they're doing a lot more with it here. Well, I think, too um... – you know, I mean, the 70s kind of for New York and, and kind of with the skyscrapers. I mean, we were a few years away here, I think, from the World Trade Centers. So I think kind of when the Trade Centers came in, they used that those shots a lot more because, you know, I mean, as you kind of said, you, you're so used to seeing New York on screen. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's unique kind of how they use these outer highways of the city as opposed to, like, you know, smack bang in downtown Manhattan or Times Square or, you know, your cliche sort of areas. So... Um, last time I was in New York, I remember getting picked up from the airport and we kind of went, I don't think it was in this vicinity on, on this side of, you know, the city, but, you know, it's kind of in an area where you've got these highway things on the outside and you're kind of like, hey, this is similar area to kind of where they would have done live and let die. But I, I mean, I, I fucking love New York. So I, it, it still baffles me. This is kind of the only James Bond movie, isn't it? Whether you actually see them in New York. I mean, Here's another question. Like, this dates it clearly as 1973 that nobody has air conditioning. Because what does that guy do if this guy's window were rolled up <laughs> and he just had the AC blasting? <laughs> yeah. No, they just... Uh, I mean, it's what, what what season are we here at the moment in uh, in New York? Uh, not winter? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, it's, true. It's not snowing, is it? So, well done, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> so, so refresh... It's a little weird. This is technical problem here but this is like closed circuit tv and they've got it changed to channel 11 like everybody in this vicinity changes to channel 11 on their tv and they see this security footage from the cia and you wonder if all these people in the background are just like like are they meant to be people who are watching james bond getting filmed or you know is it just kind of part of the scene i i mean we should mention here about um you what I what? <laughs> uh, that's right. Sorry, I wasn't watching the movie. Felix. Um, David Hedison here, of course. Uh, yeah. Who you know, uh, we I think we talked about this a bit, didn't we? The way he got brought back, you know, sixteen years later. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I I like David Hedison as Felix. Oh yeah, yeah. I I don't know if I needed him getting married in Life <laughs> to Kill. Dilla, <laughs> but. I mean, it's great to have a Felix back because it's the most inconsistent character. And it's clearly a popular character. 
because you didn't have to just because he was in the novels you didn't have to write him mary goodnight was in several novels they didn't write her into more felix is obviously a popular character so why not have a consistent actor like lock them into a contract like roger moore hashtag bring back felix for bond 25 hashtag solitaire how about that yeah well let's be honest i I mean she's pretty hot (laughs) introducing jane (laughs) seymour it's weird looking at jane seymour though because i just know her from dr quinn so you know Uh, (laughs) like good for her but (laughs) you know i don't know where i'm going we get a lot of movies (laughs) there's a lot of movies filmed in winnipeg now but one of the first i wouldn't even call a big movie one of the first big movies to film here was a movie that had jane seymour and james brolin in it it was just like made for tv movie and I remember what a big deal that was at the time. It's like Jane Seymour and James Brolin were Winnipeg. This is like the late se- – like not late 70s, late <laughs> 90s. But that was like the first big brush with like a movie in Winnipeg. She – I – yeah, my mum used to absolutely love Dr. Quinn. Um, so, you know, you kind of – that was – I probably saw more of Dr. Quinn before I ever watched this movie, you know. So – but she looks pretty, pretty attractive in this film. What was she in recently that I saw where she kind of – wasn't she in... She was in How Met Your Mother, wasn't she? That's right. I think Barney sleeps with her in How Met Your Mother from memory. Um, I, I just remember on Smallville. She she did, like, a full season of Smallville. Season four. Yeah, I need to... When, when, was, when are we going to do one of our random rewatches again? Uh, <laughs> you notice he goes to check out the skulls, and there's a very big disclaimer sign that says, These are sold for rituals. <laughs> <laughs> do not buy it as a decorative piece. He buys like a child snake. <laughs> oh, I I just want a scene where like you know at the end of all this mission he just goes back to his apartment with this snake, and he just puts yeah. it on his desk and he's like, no, what did I buy this for? <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of like going to like an art auction, you know, and you're the one guy who walks away with like a little stuffy for your baby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I mean, we've we've talked about this so much with Roger Moore that he's the king of the facial expressions. Um, just I mean, even yeah. that like brief little bit there, all they do is raise an eyebrow and look at a car, and you know, like no other James Bond can do that. No other actor. Teehee. sorry. Teehee. excited. It's Teehee. because. That's another thing. I hated the henchmen when I originally watched this movie, but I've, I've come around on the henchmen. Like, I love all that. This is one of the best movies for a group of henchmen. I love the outfit. I want to wear a red uh, sort of shirt with leopard print, you know. Um, I reckon I could pull that off. Oh, I thought you were talking about solitaires there. Oh, well, you know, I mean, like red. You know, I could try that too. I mean, the I don't think cleavage just... showing. Well, I've got, mm. I've got some good cleavage, so I reckon it would work. Um, <laughs> you know? I'm, I'll own that. Just got to wax your chest first, right? <laughs> Bloody oath, I do. <laughs> Watched the forty-year-old virgin the other day. Uh, so you know, uh, occult voodoo shop. Oh, I get oh, it. God. Occult. So, uh, um, and oh, I want to go to Elizabeth. Is that a strip club or something? Like, <laughs> I want to find out what the street is and find out what is actually in place of the occult voodoo shop today. <laughs> I wonder if First Federal Savings is still in business. <laughs> it was bought out by Phileo Soul. <laughs> it's a it's a Geico branch now or something like that. 
Oh, so much use of the Bond theme here, like this remixed uh, George Martin Bond theme. Well, I think we didn't we talk that they use the also the Live and Let Die theme quite well in this movie. I'm pretty sure yeah. we, we all agreed that it wasn't one of these ones where they overuse it. Mm-hmm. There's your Ku Klux Klan. Oh, how <laughs> he's so pleased with himself. Like, <laughs> look at those sideburns. <laughs> you know, the sad fact is. Is that they're kind of back in fashion now, aren't they? Like with the, <laughs> yeah. the hipster movement. I mean, I can't talk. I'm covered in facial hair, but, you know, at least mine aren't, you know, like that. Can you get an afro like this driver has? I, if I don't cut my hair, I do get an afro, but I don't think it quite goes <laughs> that way. <laughs> what is with shoe shining in your, your continent? I don't know if it's a Canadian thing, but there still is a thing in America that legitimately you have shoe shining like stations in shopping centers and airports. I don't get why it's a yeah. thing. You very rarely see them here. Uh, I think I know of two in the city. And most of the time, if you go past where the shoe shining station is, there's nobody stationed there. I just, it's like, seems just like one of these outdated things that at once it could serve a purpose, but you know, like why? <laughs> it's like, what are you? Like a phone booth. <laughs> <laughs> He's going in. I love all the graffiti on the side of the building, and then most of it's just, like, names, like, Joe, Steve, <laughs> Larry. Imagine if it was, like, one of the, you know how, like, the Simpsons predict everything? Imagine if it was, like, it said on the side, Pierce, Timothy, Daniel. <laughs> Idris. Gillian <laughs> <Jillian> Anderson. <laughs> and why is dancing spelled yeah, on the side of the wall? That, like, what the hell is spell? Oh, I just love the fashion. No ice. No ice. That's extra, man. <laughs> Cheeseburger's only 70 cents. Hey, see, if you had to go back in time 45 <laughs> oh, years God. or forward 45 years. Don't do this. Don't start, Could you Mallory. invent the 65-cent cheeseburger? <laughs> I'd invent the horse. Ah, <laughs> Oh, even this expression there is like, wait, wait, what's going on? What's with this trick cable? <laughs> I don't do business with people with speedy too. <laughs> hey, there was somebody riding a horse in that scene. I wonder if he invented it. <laughs> he just looks so out of place. <laughs> But that's the other thing. Like, you could never see Sean Connery doing a movie like this because Sean no. Connery would be in there and he'd be cool. I don't think Sean Connery would allow them to write the script where he gets made fun of in any way. Yeah. And it's how would – I mean, I'm not saying Sean Connery – I mean, it's not even the right way to say it. But, like, you, you don't know how Sean Connery would, like, play off these, you know, people and, like – Yeah. You know, because the, – These people? These, what do you mean? <laughs> these people. <laughs> Yes, I meant it that way. Ben's racist again. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> but th this situation, <laughs> I'll say it that way. Also, like, what I really appreciate is Guy Hamilton hired actors. Like, you can say whatever you want about, you know, stereotypes or racial stereotypes. But Guy Hamilton went out his way to hire actors who had a lot of personality, who really were allowed to shine in this movie. And I don't know. In a way, it's weird that this is kind of like the 1973 version of Black Panther. You know, it was <laughs> there had been movies, you know, where you had an all black cast, but to have one 
in you know a movie for the masses, a giant blockbuster like this. Like this was the first, and they don't sideline them in any way. I mean, every single one of these tiny henchmen in this movie with like three or four lines are allowed to really shine. Hashtag Sun Samanique forever. Oh. <laughs> Samanique and Wakanda are um, allies. I do love the gun bit there. <laughs> like, he just grabs the gun and puts it in the bin. <laughs> the fool. <laughs> see, could you ever see Sean Connery allowing them to, I am not a fool. <laughs> well, Miss Moneypenny doesn't think I'm a fool. <laughs> why don't you remove your dress and I'll show you my fool. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, the this... makeup here. Sorry. <laughs> this is a great gimmick but that has got to be the worst makeup in the history of film <laughs> i mean i think this is something we all agreed we kind of liked this twist with mr big and you know how it plays out but um yeah what if this scene just played out and he comes out and good god man what's wrong with your face <laughs> <laughs> sean connery would be saying something like that i think there's something on your face there <laughs> the lovers we better have sex <laughs> oh, I just love it. I shan't be long. <laughs> He'll be saying that too when they're having sex. <laughs> I love how she's like conflicted, like, oh no, I must have sex with this British man. Like nobody has ever turned over the lover's card before. <laughs> what if like I went in there and I said, oh no, not Ben. <laughs> what if like a woman turns it over, like a little old lady? Like, I mean, <laughs> drop your pants, Doris. <laughs> Gwendolyn, off with the bra. <laughs> I don't know why. Judy Dench this. and Solitaire <laughs> just had to have like a love affair because she happened to turn over the card instead. There's, you know they're going to remake all these James Bond movies in about ten years' time with female-only casts. And like the dramatic. Have we had any honky or jives yet? I haven't been listening. Uh, no, I think one's coming, though. <laughs> Clever disguise you're wearing. White face in Harlem. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to Harlem, actually. I don't think I've ventured that direction in New York. He's just, James Bond is just like, deck of cards, quick, I've got to go have sex. I've gotten the lovers. <laughs> Mr. Burke. I don't know why he's Sean Connery. Mr. Burke. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite illuminating in Harlem today, isn't it? Genuine Felix Light. Try saying that in any other James Bond. Or Jordan Felix Leiter. It doesn't work. 
Um, Genuine Felix Light, buddy. <laughs> Thought I'd forgotten your Felix Lighter, eh? Uh, <laughs> a Genuine Felix Lighter! That's meant to be sorry, sorry, that didn't work. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Felix Lighter! Genuine Felix Light. A Genuine Felix Lighter! <laughs> a Genuine Felix Lighter. <laughs> I, I don't remember if I brought this up in the episode, but... For some reason, the height of Jeffrey Holder plays uh, Baron Samdi is lost in this movie because the guy was like legit six 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 seven, like he was a, a giant, and it just I never noticed that watching this movie. It wasn't until you saw like behind the scenes stuff, you're like, man, this guy was a monster. Why did they have like him standing right next to Roger? Maybe they did, and it's just Roger Moore is really tall, but they could have played up on his height a lot more. I mean, yeah, I mean, we don't really have that until Jaws, do we? You know, sort of like a super tall I and mean, we kind of go the opposite direction with man with the golden gun but um oh well, there's i can do no, this that. is gross. <laughs> <laughs> swinging spider-man <laughs> oh oh that's crazy is it, is it so weird? he's the real baron samby and he decides to play baron samby at some type of like <laughs> Caribbean hotel resort. <laughs> yeah, they're probably like, that's the one scene. They're like, this was meant to be, you know, like Nicaragua or something like that. Um, but that's the one scene that offended them. No, no, we don't swing like spiders. Yeah. <laughs> is this, this is the one with, um, the mongoose line, isn't it? Yeah. That's right. Well, he rubs it against his face. Hmm. <laughs> this would look nice on me. <laughs> I love the bedspread. And the curtains that match. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your iPod? Oh, wait, no. <laughs> Genuine Felix iPod. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Make any sense. <laughs> I want to buy an iPod and call it Felix iPod. Felix iPod is sinking. <gasps> That's like when people call their iPods Titanic, so it would say the Titanic is sinking. That was funny. I don't understand what you're saying right now. Well, like when you when you're sinking your iPod to your iTunes, it would say you know like Colin's oh. iPod is sinking, so they would call it the Titanic. So it would say the Titanic is sinking. <laughs> you, you laughed. Yep. See, it worked. <laughs> Slightly chilled. He's, I don't know why he's speaking like a Cockney geezer, Cockney Bond, like Michael Caine. <laughs> Hello, I'm James Bond. I think Michael Caine's too old to play James Bond now. Genuine Felix Leiter. <laughs> Mr. Wayne. <laughs> Have you used me, Felix Leiter? Do you think, this is, in all seriousness, do you think Michael Caine could have made a great James Bond? I reckon he could have. I mean, he... It was young, attractive British actor, so you know he kind of—he <laughs> just got the accents a little bit. It's a bit sport, Miranda. Like it's kind of—he's <laughs> more of a Gustav Graves, isn't he? Yeah. This is—we <laughs> talked about this. It's a shame. I don't want to see James Bond taking a bubble bath. Okay. <laughs> this is think... a Ben thing, not a Bond thing. No, this is a Ben and Colin thing. Remember, thank you very much. We want to go back to our You Only Live Twice episode. <laughs> 
Hashtag not my bond, okay? <laughs> what did you say? Like, I wash in the bath and other bits that I don't want people looking at? All the, all the yeah, all the dirty bath filth <laughs> stuck around. And I just, I don't want to picture Bond in a bath with a little soap dish with a, you know, a shell on the wall there, <laughs> like... You know, like, here's the trickiest thing. I just ran a marathon yesterday, not to get too graphic, but, like, you gotta wash your ball sack afterwards, okay? And there's no good way to do that sitting in a bath. <laughs> Uh, well, I went swimming when I was in Melbourne when we were on our holiday, and I decided to wear uh, swimming shorts without any underwear on, and it was a freezing, freezing swimming pool. So you get this icy cold water going straight onto your scrotum. It's not a very nice oh. feeling. While we're on the topic of testicles. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is double R7, we have no class whatsoever. Genuine Felix testicle. And he drains the bath right away. Like, did he only need to get wet from the bottom down? I really need to wash my ball sack. <laughs> he was teabagging himself. <laughs> that is a big cigar. <laughs> that thing's like six and a half feet long. You, know what, say about you know what they that... should do? They should have had it standing up to uh, Baron Sandy's to get perspective <laughs> on the height. <laughs> you about to say perspective on something else. <laughs> now, if this is Indiana Jones right now, and why is the carpet not, like, engulfed in flames right now? This flame-retardant carpet. That snake, like, that snake he bought in that shop earlier looked more realistic than that rubber snake on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just our car. I love how we've got this dramatic, like, James Bond versus a snake. And it's followed up by him putting on aftershave. <laughs> you need to I turn to the camera. To the yes, thing. I use Old Spice. <laughs> I want him to do the same thing he did with the spider whack with the shoe. Duh! Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> with the glass screen so he burns a snake alive and then he scolds her with a cigar oh i forgot about her <laughs> oh my favorite no <laughs> rosie's amazing it's elliot's daughter <laughs> well mother i didn't we establish this in the episode <laughs> <laughs> They're putting on this facade, like, we don't want them to know that we've discovered the bugging devices. When they hear you rip it off the bed, like, <laughs> that's like this. <laughs> Can you imagine? That's what they're hearing right now. Hmm, must be some interference. Maybe he's just moving around in the bed. <laughs> and he searched two things in the room. Like, there's probably, like, 16 other bugs in here, like, in the ceiling, in the bath faucet. How smart are spies in the 70s? We'll, we'll put one in there. He'll never discover it. Uh, but Jeff, what if he does discover it? He won't, Rodney. Just put it in there. <laughs> and they just hear this squish. Oh, I knew we should have put it next to the bowl of grapes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm next in line with the same kind of aid. He's <laughs> <laughs> Now he's wearing a blue dressing gown. 
007, analysing the dressing gowns of James Bond. <laughs> I can't wait till we get to our Rank the Robes episode. <laughs> oh, drop dead, Ben! The blue one is so much better than the yellow one. Oh, I'm hanging up! You're always ruining for everyone. She has big earrings. <laughs> I don't know what to say here. Fuck, she actually has fuck, pretty fuck, big fuck, guns, fuck, too. Fuck, fuck. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> this really works out. Look at the size of her arms. Oh, guns like muscles. I thought you meant like her actual yeah. weapon, which could oh. also be her muscles. <laughs> it's a hat! <laughs> what if he's like, that's my hat, Rosie! Don't laugh at my hat! <laughs> I wear this to the filet of soul in Harlem. <laughs> I was going to go get some milk for us and put this on. <laughs> She's not a very good actress. She's funny. <laughs> funny, haha, or funny like, oh god, get off the screen. <laughs> Well, the lines she's given, you can't complain about her being a bad actress. I mean, the, the lines are meant to be kind of, you know, stupid and fun. Stupid. <laughs> now, here, this must rank in the worst Bond wardrobes of all time. <laughs> well, I'm going to rank this in the top five then, just to piss you off. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> He's got a wife beater on and a blue coat six inches too short. Hey, didn't you know about the trend in 1973 of people wearing this outfit? It's kind of like, you know, the Rachel in the 90s, you know, with the hairstyle. Imagine James Bond with the <gasps> Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Photoshop that, somebody Photoshop that. Did she just cover herself with a sponge? <laughs> yeah, that is a terrible outfit. Like, he's got the blue with the blue and the white. Like, what? And a wa- Bond does not wear wife beaters. <laughs> now, okay, we're going to go fast forward to die another day in the Hawaiian shirt. That that outfit's genius compared to what he's wearing right now. I'm sorry to say I actually agree. Hey, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Well, Junior, Ben... The only Quarrel Jr. fan ever. You're like, we're doing the episode on this, and you're like, I actually really like Quarrel Jr. And both Noah and I, oh, I think like it was at the end of, the, I think it was the end of um, the previous episode, and it's kind of like someone mentioned Quarrel Jr. And I'm like, yay! And you're just like, what, Ben? What? Yeah. And then you're like, I thought you guys like Quarrel, Quarrel, not Quarrel Jr. So this was Quarrel in the book, though, right? Yeah, because it was only the second novel. This was before Doctor No. It's before poor quarrels burned to a crisp. I just thought it was like, me, clothes change, where? <laughs> this this guy's, oh man, I don't I don't want to look at his sheets. Look at what he's got all over the wall there. Oh, I've never noticed that before. <laughs> I actually see nipples. Oh, this is nice. This movie turned good. Oh, scary. He's got radios. He must be one of those deviants who talks to people. It's also got pliers in there. <laughs> I love how they're, like, trying to make this out as, you know, he's got, like, this rope behind him. <laughs> All of a sudden, Jaws comes out of the water. And <laughs> We're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> I 
So do you think that if they had a not killed quarrel in Doctor No, we could have brought him back here? Oh, yeah. But, I mean, Quarrel's death is what makes it. I mean, the man burns alive. <laughs> it's the funniest thing in the thought. <laughs> it's still just so funny, that scene, when they're, like, just talking, and you can see these... <laughs> in the background, and you just know that's Quarrel's corpse. <laughs> and it's not Quarrel. like, my best friend just got burned alive. He's like, oh, turn away, it's disgusting. <laughs> I just want, I want them to do like Han Solo dying in the Force Awakens. You just, he's like, ah! Then like Chewbacca's just like, oh, be quiet, Han. I'm trying to talk to Kylo Ren because Chewbacca <laughs> sounds British now. I don't know. He learned to speak English or something. <laughs> Dare go up there. Oh, she's changed. She's in the light blue now. Because yeah, they're going to match. <laughs> in more ways than one. <laughs> what is the thing behind? It's like peacock feathers and shit. It's what... I think that's the headdress Bond puts on <laughs> later on. <laughs> Are you Coral Jr., maybe? No. What is... He traded his attaché case for a picnic basket. <laughs> Yay! Finger sandwiches. Where was this filmed? Uh, was it Jamaica? Yes, I can see that right now. Yes. That's my question. <laughs> Pinewood Studios. Um. Ah, oh, the second unit was shot after Roger Moore was diagnosed with kidney stones. Oh. I can't go to the bathroom. It's not very illuminating. <laughs> he survived 44 me- more years after that. <laughs> we went through that in like the Roger Moore tribute episode. Like how much that guy survived. Can we just not start talking about people surviving stuff? Because we know that as soon as we start mentioning <laughs> this, that we're going to be doing a tribute episode in like a week. Are we in a Greyhound <laughs> bus station somewhere? Oh, we miss Pierce. Such a shame that he died. Oh, here's one of other parts. I thought he was killed up here in the hills. Up in the hills, down there. (laughs) (laughs) I want to grow hair like hers. (laughs) I noticed uh, Pierce Brosnan's Twitter uh, during the week promoting Mamma Mia 2. And he said, like, yes, I sing in this one as well. Pierce, you're making us wanting to not see the movie, like. But you know, it is the 10th anniversary of Mamma Mia 1, so oh. anniversary month is coming up on the Oz Network. Well, I did actually recently just watch Mrs. Doubtfire, so, you know, that's, uh, I think 25 years old this year, isn't it? Yeah. We just do all Pierce Brosnan anniversary movies. Well, Dante's Peak is 21 years <gasps> old, so. <laughs> 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 Do you know what the Queen of Cups means in an upside-down position? James, that's disgusting. <laughs> that's sexist. <laughs> what kind of woman do you think I am? <laughs> One who flips cups, my dear. Is he, like, just threatening to rape her or something? Like, I've got a garden, you'll do as I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is one of those things, many things in like the, the first two movies that uh, Roger Moore said, Sean Connery can do this, Roger Moore can't. Mm. 
<laughs> I love the noises you... she's making there. I was thinking the noises. She's like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> is she even, it's a red grape. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Mission Impossible style from Live and Let Die. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, she runs. Oh, you saw up a dress. Yeah, I noticed. <laughs> Yay, Colin's getting corrupted. She's not wearing a bra. He's worried about her. He stops to put on his blue shirt. <laughs> He's not wearing a bra either. <laughs> oh, please don't kill Rosie. So sad. Oh, no. How does she die from that? What vital organ has been hit there? A lung? <laughs> Should she be gasping like a tiny air? Dirt. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, there's a dirt back. <laughs> and the blood, there's so little blood for someone who died. <laughs> what did she put the stick on snake in between her eyes? <laughs> <gasps> What is it? What is it that? Um, what are those things called? Bindis that people wear, like, um, you know, like, uh, is it Indian sort of culture? They have that bindi yeah. thing. Is the that meant to be one out. of those? I mean, she she went into the shop to buy one of these, and it said right on the shelf, "These are for rituals only." She looks like Queen Amidala. <laughs> I will not condone a course of action that would lead us to war. <laughs> General Viceroy. <laughs> our fate will be no different than that of our people. <laughs> My handmaiden Padma, I don't know where her accent's going. <laughs> it's just quickly evolving. <laughs> sailor, Sailor Bond. Yo, ho, 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 a pirate's life for me. <laughs> We're watching Jaws right now. <laughs> She's Queen Amidala. Seriously, look at it. <laughs> Ooh. That's a nice dress. I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, Colin's corrupted again. It's a bit nipply in here. Uh. <laughs> I wonder how this movie would sit with 2018 audiences. <laughs> I will decide when you lose it. I will take it away. We now, where, where did we rank Kananga? Because uh, I know I was very high on Kananga. Uh, I think you were the highest, weren't you? Uh, in more ways than one. No. Um, where are we here? Kananga was 16th. You ranked him 9th. I ranked him 15th. Noah, 17th. Oh, he's on a hang glider. What's with the over-the-top music? 1973 hang gliders were very like... Oh, there's another we got to re-edit. we got to re-edit Bond movies and just mundane moments with... And the penny whistle. <laughs> <laughs> that worked perfectly there. Or sunshine and lollipops. <laughs> I want you to re-edit the uh, Die Another Day surfing scene. Sunshine and lollipops and rain. 
Why does he change his pants there? <laughs> <laughs> He's liking the full Monty. <laughs> <laughs> Why does he... Oh, this is such a great... <laughs> now, I will sign Amidala. no treaty, Senator. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we not, must not fail to capture the Viceroy. Everything <laughs> depends on it. <laughs> I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough. <laughs> Gets it. <laughs> Now, let's not get into the whole debate again, but let's just say anybody who wants to say, Catherine, that this is like Bond <laughs> raping solitaire, go back and listen to our argument on the original episode. Because as the feminist podcast that is uh, <laughs> the voice of reason when it comes to sexual assault, our word sticks true. I think it'd be funny. She picks one and it says like, make a, you know, a, I don't know, a, a movie. <laughs> oh, pick another one. Uh, no, another one. <laughs> the mongoose. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see the one card we flip it over. It says the honky in Harlem. <laughs> The flipping car. The penny whistle. <laughs> the genuine Felix Leiter. <laughs> How old is she meant to be? Isn't she only meant to be really young? I think she was supposed to be like, you know, 18 or 19 in the book, maybe. Now, he puts these on the table right there. She can see yeah. that table. <laughs> Well, that escalated quickly. And this is the main part of the argument here, where he's like, well, I kind of did trick you. And she goes, oh, it doesn't matter. I wanted to do it anyway. (laughs) I was horny. Fuck it. You know. (laughs) That's basically what she says in the scene. But again, Colin, it's 2018. (laughs) (laughs) He never takes his watch off. Can you just imagine starting, oh, but can you at least take off the Rolex? <laughs> or is that just how he beds? Like, that's the secret to James Bond getting so much sex. It's like, oh, keep the Rolex on. I want to know the time. He always keeps on his watch and his socks. That's the way <laughs> Bond rolls. <laughs> Quite illuminating time, my dear. And I keep saying, let's not get in the argument, but the same thing. She's a villain who's trying to kill people at this point, and he's doing what he has to to turn her. Didn't we talk about this in the Suicide Squad one? Then, like, when <laughs> you're going to go, grab the ass. It's like, no, don't <laughs> objectify villains. No. <laughs> Just not on. What about Vanessa Redgrave trying to take advantage of poor Ethan Hunt? Yes. Mm. <laughs> Download our Mission Impossible <gasps> recap coming soon to the Oz <laughs> Network. His hair has not moved once in this movie. <laughs> That's some damn good gel in 1973. 
Couldn't pull that off with the Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> the more. That was the hairstyle of the 70s. Yes, I'd like the more, please. <laughs> he needs more body hair. <laughs> Don't like my James You're Bond. You're so against uh, uh, hairless Bonds, him and Daniel Craig. Well, come on. Sean Connery and Pierce Brosnan are the best Bonds, and what's their only uh, defining feature? Hair. All right? On the body. Totally solid point. (laughs) And the balls. Right? It's all up in there. You know, what if, what if that just happened with James Bond? Like right here. He just, you know, Kanango wins. The world's destroyed. He goes, if only I hadn't lost my chest hair, this wouldn't have happened. We just have to repeat the solitary scene. (laughs) Better go back and grow some more hair then. Magical chest hair powers activate. Go go! This is really <laughs> He does not put on underwear, and he's putting his pants on. That's really gross. James Bond goes commando when saving the world. <laughs> Since this is the episode Can of balls, his balls are all up in his jean fly. <laughs> he's got mad chafing going on right that's now. That's why he doesn't. That's why he shaves because he gets his hair stuck. <laughs> Yeah, when the when the shot was cutting away, we know what he was shaving. <laughs> <laughs> was that a thing in the seventies, manscaping? I don't think it was. Half cocked. What? Is he back into it again? Oh no, it's um jungle music. Not really. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. This way. She's very well, if you just apply the same logic to everything, like, <laughs> those killer lions are meant to scare people. You're not scared, are you? <laughs> Guns are meant to scare people. You're not scared, are you? If you fall down from that giant height, you'll die. You're not scared of death, are you? Well, you won't <laughs> die. <laughs> That's how so many people die around James Bond. <laughs> Ritualistic sacrificing? You're not afraid, are you, Solitaire? <laughs> James Bond taunts people. Good morning. (laughs) A beautiful day. (laughs) He reminds you of what's the character from The Simpsons? That guy's like, yes! You know that (laughs) (laughs) That extreme store person? Yes. They're heading for the hill. You know, this This is how you know the CIA is outmatched. They've got color, closed-circuit TV here. The CIA <laughs> has a big crap. This is probably like a big thing, 1973, color television, more than one. <laughs> like, people watch this, like, Mildred sitting in the theater. Oh, George, look at these three color TVs. They're rich. <laughs> I miss Mildred. Never happened to... Who is she? Where is she? <laughs> oh, where's She's Noah? She's going to be flying a plane later on. <laughs> Do we miss Noah? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> the 
Especially in the distance, because we're in, like, Jamaica. You just see honey right underneath the mango tree. I'm still here, Jeff. <laughs> There's Felix. Uh, not Felix. There's the Quarrel's burnt body in the bushes just as they walk past. <laughs> there he is. There's the dragon. Oh, the open shirt looks working for him. If I need some hair. And it was closed earlier. It's getting really hot there in San Monique. <laughs> This is one of those, what's that movie with the plane when it's like flying to them and they're in the field? North by Northwest. Yeah. I remember it's that, um, that parody movie that Leslie Nielsen did, that wrongfully accused, and they yeah. ripped it off and it was like a little <laughs> biplane, like a little toy plane. I just, I was just thinking that helicopter's gonna be like a little tiny plane. It's <laughs> a funny movie, wrongfully accused. Yeah, that was another thing we were talking about at work the other day. Like, what? it's one of these movies that nobody should remember and it was like, yeah, wrongfully accused was awesome. I just, the funniest one I always remember is when he's in the hospital and they've got that ER bit in the background where it's like, uh, Dr. Carter, Dr. Clooney, Dr. You know, come pick up your big fat check from reception, please, or something like that. I, I like just it. love when he's in the gas station and he sees the wanted poster of himself, so he draws like bad glasses yeah. and a mustache over it. And all of a sudden, like, wait a second, he just pulls a guy who looks exactly like it for it. Or the train, when like the, he's like falling off the train and the train's like looking at like hiding and then it like peeks around the corner and it's like, dude, dude. <laughs> oh, here we go. We've already started talking about other movies. We're loving this one. <laughs> Start talking about um, ice hockey again if you want. Or buses. This is Casper's favorite vehicle. A he bus. is obsessed with buses. So he's he's gonna obsessed with a bus with driver? Yeah, I've got a little toy bus he has right here. <laughs> you literally make a sound of a bus. <laughs> what is it saying? What is that? Hi, Eddie. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have a children's toy, like, waiting to go? <laughs> you can sit with me. All of Casper's toys are all over the place here. I think this is Colin's way of luring children to his house, and I'm apparently the one who, uh... Oh, wait. We got Peppa Pig's car. Oh, oh not Peppa Pig. Really Wait, it never ends. <laughs> I love our little car, and our little car loves me too. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> right now, Casper's going, A bus! A bus! <laughs> okay, is Casper home right now? Are you just going to wake this child up? <laughs> He's like, I know that. The sound of the engine. That's a bus! A double-decker! <laughs> Oh, my Lord. <laughs> this is a cool chase, though. I mean, this is the first bus chase in the history of James Bond, isn't it? And the last well, bus we... chase in the history of James Bond. I mean, everybody loves Goldfinger, but there's not a lot of people who will say they love Guy Hamilton, like for, especially for his later movies here. But let's at least give him credit. I mean, he had great chases in his movies, like the Diamonds Are Forever car chase, the bus chase... The the boat chase in this. I mean, yeah, it's entertaining. They, I, I like it when they kind of go out of their way to try and find a new vehicle to, you know, mm-hmm. chase. I love the dramatic music there. Like, we see the word low bridge. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and then they smile at each other like, ha low bridge. And Bond's just like, that bridge is no match for my double-decker bus. <laughs> 
Which, come a on. A boss! A boss! <laughs> oh, God, that just ripped off Goldeneye with the tank. <laughs> I guess that is the same thing in Goldeneye. Look at us. Hey, there's an SO in the background. I want him to pull up to a bus stop. Come on, get on. (laughs) (laughs) That's a Roger Moore thing to do. You're late. Oh, you should have seen the traffic. Why do people jump off the pier? (laughs) (laughs) There's plenty of room there. Stand to the side. Just grab a machete. There's no time to untie it. <laughs> Everyone's like, come on, George and Sam, let's get on the pier. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're just They're in such a rush. He just watched the the car that was chasing them fly into the ocean. <laughs> and he's like, no time, got to cut the rope. <laughs> oh, no, he'll never stop. I'll have to become a doctor called Dr. Quinn. It's set in the let, olden days. Let, can we get back to the rape thing again? <laughs> Can we get back to the rape? What? The rape thing again. Would it have been better, Catherine, <laughs> if, Bond had left, if Bond had left her with Kananga? I mean, look, at least if he did rape her, at least he cares about her enough to take her with her to see if she's okay. I mean, you know, that yeah. shows some... No, I'm not going to finish that sentence. Is that a shark? There's a lot of sharks there. It really is Jaws. <laughs> Dun it, dun it. Bum 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 bum. Well, uh, we would have um, what's his name, Red Grant, uh, in Jaws in four years, right? So, yeah. I haven't watched Jaws in a long that time. Mon- I need to watch Jaws again. The mongoose, the mongoose will swallow you whole. <laughs> Five hundred men went into the water that night. <laughs> Only a hundred came out. That was the story of everybody jumped off the dock when a double-decker bus drove out. As <laughs> a man bus, went in the water that day. This bus drove really fast. I thought there was room, but there wasn't. He's <gasps> <laughs> just sitting in the back, like, just chilling. <laughs> Bond catches an Uber. Here we go. <laughs> Imagine Bond as an Uber driver. <laughs> Might have put some music. <laughs> James Bond does carpool karaoke. (laughs) What's happening, baby? Relax. (laughs) Why I just sound like Elmo? Relax. Oh, the good old days of air travel when you could drive onto the runway. <laughs> you got all these nine eleven, post nine eleven security. <laughs> that is not yellow, that's brown. Does it bother you too that this guy's wearing a very thick turtleneck? <laughs> like how hot is he? And how many outfits does James Bond wear in this movie? <laughs> like now he's wearing a black collar shirt? I want to go, Scott. No, I don't, actually. She looks like she's aged about 20 years. <laughs> like, that bus chase scared her. 
Oh, Mildred's coming, Ben. <laughs> yes, Mildred. Oh, this is a flight. I remember this. Yes. Again, the James Bond experts. I remember this. That's the part where James Bond does stuff. <laughs> Where's Mr. Bleaker? <laughs> James Bond is Uber flying. Where Mr. is Bleaker Mr. Bleaker? Over, he took over for Pussy Galore in the Flying Circus. <laughs> Why is she wearing that ridiculous hat? <laughs> uh, aerodynamics in the air? I don't know. <laughs> Snoopy. <laughs> we need a penny with some... I'm not going to say this is a great chase. This is not a great chase. It's basically cars sliding around hitting barrels at about 20 kilometers an hour. And I don't get how they can, how bad is that plane if it crumbles that easily? But like, I don't get how they um, are so bad at driving. It's just a slow speed chase. <laughs> I mean, it's good stunt work, but just, you know. Everyone complains in the Marvel movies how they destroy, like, New York and cities and all this sort of stuff. I mean, how many planes is he destroying here? And this is a third world country. <laughs> he just devastated their that's entire the Air aviation Force. industry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's There's the... one guy who just jumped off a barrel. I wish we could see that again. Is this That's the first ever all... use of an expletive in a James Bond movie, isn't it? I think it would be, yeah. Oh, wait, wait. There's a rent-a-car thing behind the guy. Budgets, $5 car. <laughs> rent-a-car is a thing. Why are there so many white people in this country all of a sudden? As in, like, this is meant to be... <laughs> like, they just take over the airports? Well, like, when we went to Nassau, there was, I think, of all the different, like, places we went to, there was... Like, you see a lot of white people there, but only one local that we ran across, across the whole time. And Jamie, uh, you know, perpetually looking like a racist, when there was like, oh, uh, so where are you from? It's like, I'm from here. <laughs> oh, did you immigrate? <laughs> like, no, I was born here. <laughs> that's a, almost, that's a an white person. That's almost. an Australian thing. Like, you'll meet someone who's like, you know, Asian, and you'll just order them, like, oh, where are you from? And they'll be like, in the most thickest Australian <laughs> accent, I'm from Australia. <laughs> like, no, but where are you actually from? Sydney? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's a Philadelphia fish again. There's the same old lady who's been waiting across the street for six days. <laughs> it's like, oh, not again. Not again. <laughs> I million... gotta fill my prescription. <laughs> my million... back pill. <laughs> it's Mildred's friends, Doris and Betty. <laughs> oh, it's just a busy street in New Orleans. <laughs> She's still crying. I love this guy here, though. He looks really sad. He's actually like, oh, it's a shame. <laughs> and he smiles. <laughs> I love the band leader here. <laughs> like, I can barely move, but he's got rhythm. <laughs> Change his clothes again. <laughs> 
No, there's another there's another similarity. Like Queen Amidala goes through eight outfit changes in the Phantom Menace. <laughs> yeah. An hour and eight minutes into this movie, and Bond's already surpassed that. Well, I went to that the Star Wars costume exhibition in in Denver when I was there, and literally two thirds of the exhibition were just Queen Amidala's outfits. Yeah. So. We had the same thing when they had the uh, the Star Wars Symphony toured here. You could just walk around the arena seeing it. I'm like, oh, it's another Amidala outfit. The best part and about look- it was though they had the uh, the Padme white one from Attack of the Clones where it got ripped. So uh, I was quite happy to see that in person. You're like, check out that mannequin in the ripped shirt. <laughs> Mannequin's doing things for me, almost like a horse. That's a good-looking mannequin right there. <laughs> I reckon I got a chance at that mannequin. <laughs> hashtag me too. Hashtag mannequin rape. <laughs> okay, Ben. <laughs> no, I didn't mean it. Oh. Just stop. <laughs> the first ever performance of a Bond theme in a Bond movie. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> sure, it does. It's a song. So, so basically, in all the Bond movies, the, this song exists within the Bond movies. So, like, yes. At some point, Verity cracks open. Die another day. <laughs> you know the uh, the end credit "Man with the Golden Gun" song, mm. where it actually goes, "James Bond is here." One day, Bond's listening to Razor. That's my name. <laughs> I thought I was the only one. Or it's just basically, you know, like, all these movies when he says the name of the title in the movie, like, you know, Die Another Day, again, here's an example, looks like you'll live to die another day, he's driving home, you know, from Iceland, turns on the radio, I said that earlier today. That, that woman who's singing this song looks like that Verity woman from the Spencing Club. <laughs> And then, like, he's he's flying back from Seven Eye, and he starts hearing Golden Eye. And it's like, why is Tina Turner singing a song about the weapon I'm trying to stop from destroying the world? When he's giving him the briefing, it's like a satellite called Golden Eye. He goes, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <Da-na>. <laughs> or he's, like, listening to the radio, and he starts hearing, let the sky fall. And it's like, oh, that's a bit cruel. That was meant to be a secret. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's getting pinned down. (laughs) There's a terrible mask again. Oh, man. (laughs) I'm going to take my face. Oh. <laughs> His face. Oh, woo! <laughs> I'm Kananga Troy. <laughs> woo! <laughs> Can someone tell me what planet we're on? <laughs> Nicholas Cage Let's encourage James people. Bond. <laughs> encourage people who like 007 who have never heard the Oz Network. You're going to have to go back about 400 episodes to find it, but listen to our face-off recap. <laughs> Maybe the funniest episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, no, big reveal. It's Mission Impossible. Stole from this. <laughs> there we go. I would have gotten away with it too, you see, if it wasn't for the medley. <laughs> Face. Ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wait, revealing. <laughs> was this actually meant to be a big like twist? Like with Mildred and everyone in the audience. Oh, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> you got to admit, Mildred, it looked pretty lifelike. <laughs> The special effects in movies these days are quite incredible. I mean, let's be honest. Mildred had never seen a black man before. She's not going to notice the difference. <laughs> Look at his if skin. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> the special effects. Mildred, that's a real person. Oh, George. It also bothers me that this makeup's so bad that he has to sit there scraping it off with like a makeup pad for about five minutes here. <laughs> Kind of loses, like, the intimidation factor. The evilness of this movie essentially is like, James Bond must stop the world from a man who has makeup fetish. Isn't that the, isn't that the plot of Catwoman? Yeah, this is also a little bit culturally insignificant in 1973. Did we really need a character doing blackface? Come on. <laughs> yeah, come on, uh, James Bond. We know this is actually played by Christopher Walken in one of his earlier roles. <laughs> I'm gonna take my face off. I can't do a Christmas walk. <laughs> that was going. More, more voodoo. <laughs> more, more makeup. <laughs> more, more face up. <laughs> Can we just establish Nicolas Cage being James Bond would have been awesome? No, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like Superman, James Bond. <laughs> Well, if Henry Cavill can't do it, then Nicolas Cage can. <laughs> Would have been better than Matthew Perry. Yes. <laughs> I can't believe that's a thing. That was a real thing. <laughs> I mean, who knows? It could have been the greatest casting in the world. We wouldn't have known, would we? <laughs> what if there's like an alternate universe out there where people are like, wow, you know, who would have thought that Chandler could have been the best James Bond ever? <laughs> but a hook <laughs> That's racist What is that in the background? It looks like a bunch of crutches That he's just hung up on the wall Like oh this is when I had a broken leg <laughs> So can we just establish this whole storyline Is just about drugs right? <laughs> like, these- yeah but like, is there something? Is there something that is kind of refreshing about a bomb that's not "I'm going to take over the world"? Because I mean, maybe if Ben knew how to read, he'd appreciate this more. But I mean, in the novels, this is the type of plots you had, and even in our Mission Impossible recap you listen to uh, on the Oz Network, we talk about like the first Mission Impossible movie. It's not you know uh, a virus is going to wipe out the world or a nuclear bomb or anything. It's like no, it's a list of all the code names of all the secret agents. It's the Skyfall plot or whatever, but. I kind of like a simple plot every once in a while. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you. I think that it can kind of it can work. Uh, and you know, I I know I kind of contradict myself when I do like a good James Bond movie where they're going to blow up the world with a giant laser. But um, you know, at the same time, yeah, it does work. But there's just something about this film that, I mean, spoiler alert, I have this as the my second least favorite James Bond film. Um, so. Yeah, I just, I don't get into it as much as I do. I mean, I know you don't like License to Kill, but I kind of like that sort of drug storyline better than I do because I think it's got a better villain. I just, I just, I like it better. No. Yes. What What was your least favorite? Oh, come on. You know the answer to that. I don't remember already. Oh, I spent <laughs> I like three hours. Like, for you, 
Russia with love, right? <laughs> I spent three hours laughing at a double-take pigeon in a gondola. I mean, Bond goes oh, to space. Oh, I was over the last 20 minutes. <laughs> Way more fun. Where did you put Moonraker? Uh, I think I think it was like in my it was my bottom half or maybe even bottom third. Eighteenth. You have this fifteenth. Spoiler alert. Um, so this came overall twentieth uh, out of twenty four. So there you go. And guess what? Film nope. beat it overall, Colin. One he, spot he ahead of it. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's... See, this is why... Actually, I no, two spots panel. ahead of it. Sorry. Dino that I was 18th. Living that dies 20th. Right to my point here. You have this six foot seven man walk in the room and everybody else is sitting down so you can't tell how big he is. I didn't actually... I forgot that Quantum of Solace ended up last on our list. There you go. That's not fair. Oh, bullshit. It's totally fair. <laughs> <laughs> you just finished saying that this... And Moonraker are worse than it. Yeah, I would agree with that. But uh, I have Quantum of Solace 20th out of 24. So you think it should have been 20th is what you're saying. (laughs) No, I had Quantum of Solace last and you had it at um, 16th. Jesus. (laughs) Why? What was 17th? 18th. Uh, Man with the Golden Gun was 17th and You Only Live Twice was 18th. How did you have Quantum of Solace ahead of the Man with the Gold? What is wrong with you? What, where was Live and Let Die on mine? Uh, 15th. <laughs> one ahead of Quantum of Solace. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, Tomorrow Never Dies, only one spot ahead of Live and Let Die. What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> we, we haven't done Quantum of Solace commentary. That's totally going to be our next commentary. I just feel it's going to happen now. <laughs> it's going to be Die Another Day all over again. I think, because I think we technically were meant to be doing Spectre right now, but we legitimately were like, oh, we've done so many episodes on Spectre. Move on from yeah. Spectre. Oh, Although that's, I, I kind that's of domestic violence. Spectre. Yeah. She's much better off, off with him than with Bond, right? Yeah, I mean, you either want to get hit or raped. What would you prefer? <laughs> is Baron Samity the... Is he... Um, Meant to be gay, or <laughs> we went through this on the original episode. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gay. <laughs> it's not like not he gay. turned over. It's not like he turned over the lover card next to the fool card and went. Mm. <laughs> He's a very flamboyant male. Ah, <laughs> uh, here we go. Here's the here's the scene we all want, right? Yes. <laughs> Chance Bond is having a nap. He's not really knocked out. <laughs> oh, I'm bored. Another chance of trying to kill me. I we watched. Um, I showed Mallory uh, Austin Powers for the first time the other day, and um, you know, wait, wait, some... wait, wait, hold on a second. She's Canadian and she's never seen Mike Myers' greatest movie. She's never like I had to explain who Mike Myers was to her, and the first thing she what? said, "Oh, Shrek," uh, and then she said, "What <laughs> other movies has he been in?" I'm like, Wayne's World. <laughs> Austin Powers, don't say the love guru. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, like the love. Oh, I've said it again. There right. we go. Um, but 
Uh, the, the version I watched, it was missing some scenes. So, like, it was actually missing the, you know, oh, no one ever cares about the wife of a henchman and, you know, like, to Smitty or whatever it was when he gets, like, crushed. But it's just, just the bit when he locks him in the room with the fish and Scotty's like, you're not even going to watch them die? It's like, I'm going to lock him in a room with an easily escapable situation with one armed guard. What? <laughs> I think it just gets underappreciated how well that parodies James Bond, the first one. Well, that, like, yeah, because, I mean, the second and third, I think the second and third have more obvious James Bond parodies than the first one does, but it's just, it's so obvious it's not funny. But I, I, I think that your average person is going to enjoy Austin Powers. I think it's hilarious. But a James Bond fan, yeah, you're going to get so much more out of it. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I just, I think the best scenes out of the whole movie are those two that were missing from it. Like, just the guy getting crushed with the steamroller. And he just said, No! Move! Move! No! Move! Get out of the way! No! And then you cut to a woman with a rolling pin. But, Mum, Steve was like a new father to me. Mm, that looks yeah. This is totally Hall of Fame. One of these days, we got to do our ultimate Hall of Fame episode. Like, you have to pick yeah. one from each movie and then rank the Hall of Fame scenes. Well, this, this is one of those ones when you kind of get a compilation of James Bond moments. You will always yeah. see this scene in there, and this was like mm-hmm. really done too. So you know. <laughs> it's just. I'm just going to stand here and feed these while you just stare at them. Couldn't he just, like, knock this guy into the pool himself? You know, just to um, kind of illustrate what a big deal this was, not just in 1973, but even in 1999, I remember around the time World is Not Enough came out, that's when all the documentaries, like the inside ones that, like, um, uh, I think Patrick McNee narrated all of them uh, up to license to kill that are included on the dvds those those documentaries mm-hmm. i could watch yeah. those as much as i watch the movies uh when those first came out in 1999 when they put together like the vhs james bond collection i remember when all the stories on tv were talking about oh these new james bond documentaries are coming out every single tv channel was talking about them and every single tv channel would show the footage of this stunt so mm-hmm. 1999 this was still one of the most fascinating things james bond ever did because, I mean, didn't we talk about that kind of each film really at these points were kind of known for the one main stunt that they went out of their way to do? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And, I mean, this clearly is the one. As we're silently watching it. <laughs> this just deserves a moment of silence. <laughs> Why does he fix his tie? <laughs> I'm going to get dirty. I don't want a crooked tie. <laughs> this is the part where he needs to start going, Crikey! Now, I'm surrounded by a bunch of these little critters, and I don't know what the hell is going to go on. So I'm just going to run over one of these, and hopefully they're going to sit still, and I'll make it to the other sea. side. It's a rusted out canoe. <laughs> now, if I just move this slightly with my watch, hopefully it'll come over. Oh, bloody hell. It's stuck on a rope. Some people may think the crocodiles are the ones to be afraid of, but you need a tent in a shot if you scratch that rusted canoe. <laughs> That's instant death. <laughs> oh, Crikey! Never do this without a straight tie. 
Now, if I pick up this little bit of grub, he's going to eat the bloody thing. <laughs> but then this other little critter's got to come here, and holy shit, I'm bloody screwed. Right, now, hopefully they'll line up for me, and I can jump over them, and hopefully there'll be no stingrays in the water, because then I'm really fucked. Too soon. And this was five takes, too, and I love watching the alternate takes in this, where the guy actually does fall and still manages to not get eaten. <laughs> It does need a dun it dun dun it though. Like, I feel like they've wasted their opportunity for the use of the theme there. Or a <laughs> or a <laughs> now. I'm gonna just put a bit more grub here and I'm gonna find <laughs> my way out, and hopefully they won't go anywhere. And, like, what happens if those crocodiles go in there and they just immediately start attacking all the cocaine? Like, you're going to have a lot of coked-out crocs. Did they learn anything from watching Jurassic Park? Like... (laughs) (laughs) Dennis Nedry. (laughs) 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 They run out like one crocodile. Well, in a burning building. <laughs> well, you know, you just want people to get burnt to death here. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to see them all jump off the dock for no reason here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Adam! Benjamin <laughs> 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 Adam! <laughs> the esteemed Adam! Here he is! <laughs> now, this is another... Obviously, we, we kind of get two Hall of Fame scenes here pretty much back-to-back. Yeah. Are we excited for Sheriff? Uh, <laughs> oh, God. No, I but I'm excited. Toby. 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 You are ugly. <laughs> Wrong movie, I know. You know what? Um, there's... I- I'm re-watching all the Superman movies now. Um, and if I haven't ever mentioned it, I mean, outside of, like, Star Wars, like, Superman the movie is, like, my all-time favorite movie. And there's a lot of Superman connections to these Bond movies here. Um, Guy Hamilton was the original director. (laughs) He is in it. Yeah. Oh, really? The other thing I know him from. In Superman 2. In Superman 2, uh, when Zod and uh, the other Phantom Zone villains are tearing apart that town in Texas, he's the sheriff in that town. (laughs) Uh, And aside from that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and aside from that, you also have um, Guy Hamilton was supposed to direct the Superman the movie originally, but it was because of his tax problems that he couldn't film in England. <laughs> and then T- Tom Mankiewicz, who wrote both this and Man with the Golden Gun, did the final screenplay on both Superman and Superman 2. Well, sadly, Roger Moore wasn't in this. So... Roger Moore <laughs> would have made a great Lex Luthor. No, Roger Moore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Jar Jar Binks of James Bond. Yes. Oh my but, lord! But again, we have to run through like things that change over time. The reason he was brought back in the Man with the Golden Gun is because audiences loved, loved, loved him <laughs> when this movie came out. Who, who's the uh, 2018 version of someone they brought back purely because they're loved? Who in you know 30 years time everyone's going to hate? Uh, Timothy Dalton, Benedict Cumberbatch. 
Sorry, I just like saying his name. <laughs> now, this place is mildly racist here. <laughs> this, this, I'm not going to say it doesn't age well. I think it's kind of the, the purpose of it here, but I don't think at the time they made this that it was going to have some parallels to like modern day police relations with yeah. <laughs> certain ethnic groups. Yeah, this, this, this whole scenario right now on screen has not changed in um, 40 years. <laughs> Whole ass. What does JW stand for? Jerry Wigwam. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this would not work in a Sean Sean Connery movie, would it? No. What the fuck? <laughs> Front flip <laughs> with Pike. <laughs> Is that something else that people forget? Like, the boat stunt in here, like, that's a world record. They did two of it back-to-back. You you see not one boat, but two of them jump the same distance. Is it still a world record? I think we went over this, didn't we, in the episode? Oh, I can't remember. Why is he just shooting at a random man who's fallen out of a boat? (laughs) (laughs) Is this a Louisiana thing that, like, if you get into a street race, they crash and a guy gets out, like, he's probably injured, I'm going to shoot him. Well, if he was white, what would he be <laughs> Touche. <laughs> what's with his mouth? Like, what has he got, like... <laughs> Is he meant to be the godfather or something? Yeah. Misa say smart ass. <laughs> Let's just replace all of JW's lines with Jar Jar Binks. <gasps> what a Misa say? Some kind of spirit? <laughs> I speak. The ability to speak does not make you intelligent. <laughs> So many Star Wars parallels. How rude. <laughs> Don't do that again. <laughs> Qui-Gon Jinn is Roger Moore. <laughs> <laughs> now, Liam Neeson, there's a guy who could have made a great James Oh, Moore. yes. Well, Sam Neill, we've talked Jurassic Park recently. Yeah. He nearly did. He said that was his one regret. Did you see his screen tests? I think no, it was I haven't, actually. Oh, it's so good. He did. I think I, we talked about this before, but... um. I think he did a radio interview around when uh, the Hunt for the Wilder People came out on an Australian radio station and um, they brought up the James Bond screen test and he did say his biggest regret he has in his film career is he didn't, you know, get to play James Bond. Which then, does that mean Timothy Dalton would have been Alan Grant? (laughs) Please, no. (laughs) (laughs) It's a dinosaur, old buddy. (laughs) <laughs> That's Cooper, old buddy. <laughs> the, the raptor wakes up. Timothy! No, the, the raptor wakes up. Dilla! <laughs> Can we dub that? <laughs> we just have to the raptor Jurassic Park 3 with so many different lines. <laughs> now, I, I will say, I find JW very annoying, but... The fact that his comb-over is constantly flapping in the wind, it looks pretty funny. 
He kind of looks like Donald Trump. <laughs> no one's ever been in a boat chase this good. It's, it's, it's the biggest boat chase has ever been. <laughs> well, that's just rude. <laughs> like, like, there's no way this will stop him. Are we going to like sit here and go over the 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 great parts of Louisiana like we did with Kentucky and uh, Goldfinger? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to go to Louisiana and like meet the sheriffs and see if they like this. Well, my brother Billy Bob, <laughs> Billy Bob, sure enough, <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton. There's a name that hasn't been mentioned in a while. Boy, oh boy. Well, that doesn't hold up well. That is the worst punch I've ever seen. The thing is, it's like, I mean, we've only got less than half an hour to go of this movie. You, you don't feel like it's building up to something big. Like, it just well, doesn't I, feel like it is. I think because we have these two action scenes playing back to back, I mean, the action scenes are completely disconnected from the plot. You know, it's not involving anything other than Bond getting away. But, I mean, these action scenes are so good. But the one thing that impressed me with this when we did our recap was when they do kick back into the plot right after this. Like, I think it picks up really well. When's the last time we actually even saw Bond on screen? I feel we've had more JW in the there. last, like, <laughs> ten minutes. That's not... Oh, there yeah, he is. no, there's definitely JW overkill here. The bar... What do you call this? The bayou? Louisiana? Bayou? Bayou? You? This is like the pod I know race. This <laughs> Sorry, Star Wars parallel. <laughs> yeah, I, I know this is gonna uh, anger some people in Louisiana or whatever, but there's a uh, a house renovation show, one of the millions of house rental shows in the world. Uh, that's called Buying the Bayou, <laughs> and it's just about people buying properties on, like you know, a Louisiana Bayou. And I swear, like these people have the lowest standards ever. They'll walk in, and there's like wood paneling on the wall, and you know, dirt floors, and like, this is beautiful. <laughs> I uh, we got when, an indoor toilet here. When I was in Georgia, I uh, got to go on like a, a boat on the Georgia Bayou. I don't know if it was anything related to that, but um, it was with T Bird, and she had some friends that uh, you know they were big Trump supporters, so their house was all done up in Trump stuff. But it was just such a southern sort of feeling of being on this boat to go to a restaurant and you park the boat and get off the boat and go into this restaurant where there's just everyone walking around and just how you think southern people would dress and it's actually a really fun night but it was it was interesting did they all dress like sheriff jw pepper <laughs> yeah they all spoke like they had like golf balls in there you know and they thought i was black so they called me boy <laughs> they had the accent where are you from boy <laughs> I 
Oh, he's, he's was he wearing a tie before? I didn't even notice that. <laughs> straightened his tie when he escaped from the crocodiles. See again, that's a Pierce thing. Like we want him to straighten the tie. Yeah. Casually driving the boats on land. That's a Grand Theft Auto thing. Oh, sorry, the car's flipping. They're the most inept drivers ever. They're like, look, it's a giant pile of gravel. Let me angle my wheel towards it. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's the Louisiana Speed Ray car coming along. <laughs> Don't know what that is. The Oystermobile here? The Oystermobile. <laughs> <laughs> it's Louisiana Uber. See, like, you know... In civilized places in the world, we have like ice cream trucks. In Louisiana, there's kids. Are, it's the oyster truck. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> the oysters, the oysters, mommy, mommy, I want some oysters. <laughs> I used to love when the ice cream truck came along. That was fun. He's just doing burnouts now in the river. <laughs> this is still Adam. I was just right? showing off. Yeah, it's Adam <laughs> in the turtleneck. The iconic uh, henchman clothes, the the turtleneck of Adam, <laughs> the checkered jacket. Not Adam. Meanwhile, Roger Moore conducts a science experiment. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the quantum physics of this is quite illuminating. <laughs> oh, finally, with some music. This has been devoid of music for about half an hour. <laughs> Yeah, bloody man. Uh, this, this is a problem too because he was pouring that barehanded. <laughs> There's probably just as much of this gasoline in Bond's boat as there is in Adam's. Yeah. You know, Poor it, Adam's I burning. Love, <laughs> I love the visual here too, where he's just clawing at his eyes, like ah, to my eyes. Oh. <laughs> just jump off the boat. Like <laughs> it's water. Why would he jump, jump off, off Adam? This? And what ignites the gasoline? <laughs> the spark of the boat. I just want Bond to throw one of his six-foot-long lit cigars into the boat. <laughs> I mean, look, we love the start. We love James Bond. But, like, sometimes the fact that, like, literally James Bond in the space of five seconds can come up with an elaborate plan that involves burning <laughs> gas on his face, pulling a lever, shoving him up a ramp. Like, he's been there for five seconds. Does he just, like, go to the supermarket and he's like, right, if this person tries to steal my man bag, I'm going to get that can of soup and roll it under the aisle, and that will ignite the lighter aisle, to which all the shells will fall down on top of him, creating a large explosion I'll leave with my man bag. Yeah, like, he should be sitting there with a pad and a uh, pen, figuring out, I was like, okay, so if he's going at just the right speed and I have just enough gasoline... What are you, some kind of doomsday machine, boy? Is there any Goonie Bird, or is that the man with the golden gun? That's the man with the golden gun. <laughs> London, England. sad. <laughs> <laughs> See, even there, they're talking about the size of the guy getting on the boat. Nine feet tall. We don't see it in this movie. Should be a basketball player. 
Instead, he's uh, a gay dancer, right, Ben? <laughs> Flamboyant dancer, Colin. <laughs> what he gets up to after hours is his business. Hey, look! They... The one guy in the white is uh, the one guy in the white. The one guy in the left there is white. <laughs> Why are they licking the pole? Again, this is like a, you know a metaphor for Baron Zemedy. <laughs> Everyone lick the pole, <laughs> lick the pole. <laughs> That uh, wetsuit's a little bit tight on old Coral Jr. there. Bond has to be in a turtleneck now, too. (laughs) Does he unzip it and there's like a suit underneath? (laughs) See, this is where I really like how it kicks back in the plot. Because I think this ritual thing is great. I think the the graveyard scene's great coming up. I mean, look, I love the boat chase. It made a Hall of Fame. It's a great scene. But it just just takes you out of the movie. Because all of a sudden, we're back to this. And it's kind of, you know, like, it's just... How long did that go for? 15 minutes? 10 minutes? Give my regards to Baron Sandy. What's with his over-exuberant face? Who my exact, Mr. Sandy? <laughs> it looks like he had a stroke like five minutes before they started <laughs> filming. He really did, like, I've got to try to exuberate facial expressions while I talk. He's not like that in any other part of the movie. Like, it's one of about two things. He either had a stroke or he had, like, got stung by an enormous salmon bee. <laughs> he was licking Samity's poles, and then it's just, that's the aftereffect of his tongue. <laughs> Give my regards to Bounce. I'm lucky to be to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Are you not going to the course of action that way? <laughs> Why do we do these? Uh, <laughs> whoa. Here's some spectacular acting from JC <laughs> Something spectacular is going on on screen. <laughs> I noticed. <laughs> Oh, it's the, it's the Olympic flame. It's come to Sandvik. <laughs> Entering the stadium, representing San Monique, three-time gold medalist. This is the bid for San Monique 76. <laughs> Just lost out to Montreal. <laughs> Wakanda also lost out. <laughs> I don't even know who this guy's supposed to be. Goatman. Because he only appears in the two scenes in the movie, the snake guy. Goatman. Goat, goat head snake man. <laughs> I love the dance moves he's got going on there. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely like the Olympics. Somebody... He's got the flags. There's a flag bearer. <laughs> this is, their, this is their, uh, their, their trial for the opening ceremonies. <laughs> Now, what if this were the wrong field, and he just blew up, like, their supply of, I don't know, kale for the next 30 years? <laughs> He's back in his hotel room later that night, just, just tonight on CNN, Sam Monique is facing a hunger strike, a hunger shortage, <laughs> after their entire crop of food was destroyed accidentally. They're forced to eat their drug plants. <laughs> See, this, like, having just watched Austin Powers a couple of days ago, this is the part where you would have, like, Austin Powers tied up right now with a snake dangling around someone. Oh, is this making you horny right now? 
Like that's a bit when the um the missile like gets launched up and him and Elizabeth Elliot are tied up and it's like, is that turning you on, baby? Not now, Austin, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that snake is so I, I really do love I, I do love this bit here though. Bite her. And now the athlete's oath will be read. (laughs) (laughs) That's Crocodile Dundee. (laughs) That's not a hat. (laughs) This is a hat. (laughs) Oh, something just fell down. This is that casket. Did you drop it? (laughs) There is bus. (laughs) God. Oh, it never stops! Shut it off! <laughs> you know Casper's always going to want to go to uh, school because he catches the bus. Daddy, can oh, I catch saw, the bus? He saw a handy trend at bus yesterday and I had to catch him before he ran into a it. What a handy trend? Oh, ha- no, handy transit. It's oh. like a bus service for people in wheelchairs. Oh, right. Okay. I knew that. You don't have handy transit there, obviously. We have wheelchairs. <laughs> yeah, pretty much the same thing, Ben. <laughs> So this is the uh, this is the big pop performance now. The torch has been lit, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Sai, oh yeah, finally Sai is performing. <laughs> oh, you just shot the goat man. Oh, that's right. It's the fake thing. <laughs> oh. oh no, the torch is going to go out. They have to go back to Olympia to start again. That guy was in fencing. Yeah. <laughs> Modern pentat. <laughs> now it's the wrestling. Uh, judo. <laughs> Just getting all the uh, the events out of the way. She's in... Uh, Jane Seymour's in the gymnastics. That's the uh, the rings. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh, there goes Mikhail. Oh. <laughs> Why is Kale a thing? I like Kale. Yeah, but you like this movie, so, I mean. <laughs> and here's the other performance from Justin you know, Bieber. You love that they're supposed to be voodoo worshippers and they're all, like, doing the, 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 the crucifix across themselves. What, what, what else would they do? I don't know, some voodoo sign? Allah Akbar? Is that voodoo, Ben? <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm just, let me brush up on my voodoo religion. <laughs> oh, look, the first sword fight in the history of Bond. The superior one. Oh, you're right, he's gay. <laughs> that one is a little too obvious. He's getting boned. Dive into a pile of snakes and start violently humping it. Oh, they're so big and long. <laughs> The little kick he gives the guy there. Where's the one-liner? Shouldn't have been sitting down on the job. <laughs> What's with their uniform? Like, what is... What's Mr. Big I just say? love that the, the henchman, all it says, Trouble! <laughs> but I just want this, like, staff meeting. All right, everybody, just uh, staff meeting. Everybody here, okay. Uh, uniform check. Let's go with blue jeans and a red shirt. Everyone okay with that? Okay, good. 
<laughs> no, 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 Adam. Turtlenecks were so last year. <laughs> Adam, keep that up. You'll end up blowing up in a boat with those opinions. <laughs> hey, this cave is pretty cool. I never noticed this before. <laughs> Turning to Indiana Jones, we've had a sword fight. We're in a cave. There's people getting. That's a cool. Oh, what's this? The thermostat. <laughs> it's pretty hot in here. Let's get the AC running. <laughs> Reminding you of uh, that, was it, Dawn of the Dead, the the last one we watched? Day of the Dead? Day of the Dead. Oh, yeah, the underground bunker. I like that movie. You can listen to it on the Oz Network. <laughs> <laughs> we, just, we need to do our next commentary, which we'll probably do in about nine months. Um, we should... We should just, like, write a list of all the movies we've done, all, like, 70 of them, and just try and reference every single one. <laughs> so, Colin, uh, this bit here, uh, he's in a bit of a twist. Uh, available now on the Oz Network. <laughs> Have you noticed that this is the sixth day that we've seen in this movie? Which is also available on the Oz Network. Well, why don't you tell us more Titanic jokes, Ben? <laughs> available available on now the on the Oz Network. Network. Well, this definitely is a scene that is very Jurassic, parking the boat. I just love the laziness there of Coral Jr., where it's like, where's Bond? He goes, I checked behind a rock and his wetsuit is gone. <laughs> so, there's one rock there. That's where he must have hidden the thing. Oh, there's no wetsuit. It's gone. Meanwhile, um, Kananga has turned into some sort of vampire with his weird <laughs> get up here. I want to suck your blood. He's even got a silver bullet in front of him. <laughs> I don't know, it was just there. Did Bond just look into the camera there? Oh, what's this guy's name? Whis- that's Whisper, isn't it? Whisper. Yeah. Oh, we haven't talked about Whisper at all. Right. Please don't. The couch <laughs> is swallowing me. <laughs> Please. Like, don't be disrespectful. Workplace health clean- and safety. If, if the cleanup crew comes later, I'm inside the couch. <laughs> the couch. <laughs> <laughs> so if he picks up the lover's card with solitaire no solitaire save yourself for someone else i said no put your dress back on stop raping me i just say roger moore looks pretty darn fine there with his black <laughs> like, he pulls that off quite well yeah Yeah, I, I I will agree with you here. I, I like the whole plot with Kananga and everything, but I always forget this movie has... Even though you know the beginning of it has to do with heroin, I don't know how many times I've seen this movie, but Bond just basically said, so you carry the heroin out through that thing. I'm like, oh, that's right. This is still about heroin. <laughs> it's got, like, one of the most anticlimactic finishes, though, too. Yeah, like, as soon as they get in the cave here, it's just... Ugh. He dangles from a rope. And then Kananga's head explodes. And what's he got in here? What are they mutated sea bass, or have I just still got yeah. awesome powers on the brain? <laughs> I don't ask for much, people, but it's too much to ask for sharks with freaking laser beams on their head. <laughs> what do we have? Sea bass. <laughs> right. They're genetically modified sea bass. Mutated, that's what he said. You know what's really good? Chili and sea bass. Here, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> Jurassic Park episode on the Oz Network. Honey, Andrew, chili and sea bass, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
And you know what else we've uh, noticed in this world? Is that in plenty of movies, they eat food. And in one of those movies where they eat food, it's Cool Runnings. <laughs> well, and you know, when you're at the Filet of Soul, they have a dancing sign on the wall. But in another region, you may see a Filet of Soul with a dirty dancing sign on the wall. Oh, God. Oh, so true, Colin. I, Tonya, with that. Uh, <laughs> you definitely killed Phil with that joke. <laughs> One would say you raided a tomb with that joke as well. <laughs> it's a you wonder woman just... how you got away with it. Are you literally just looking back over all of our yes. episodes? On the now? It's a real blast from the past. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie the Eagle. <laughs> you know, on a scale, <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, I would give this movie a Nip Tuck season two episode eight out of ten. Oh, that's a big call. You might get lost season two episode four with that one. <laughs> but don't third watch season one episode <laughs> seven. <laughs> I always forget there's sharks in this movie. We forget there's heroin. We forget there's sharks. <laughs> we forget the whispers in it. We forget he's got a grinder as his watch. Like a, a bustle. <laughs> Did we see this earlier? Where's Q in this movie, by the way? Like, are we, like, why isn't Q in this film? Look out. <laughs> Don't do that. It's a health hazard. You know, Whisper might have actually been a good guy the whole time, and he was like <laughs> trying to warn. Bond. So, like when when Bond first gets taken, he's like, "He's not actually, uh, he's not actually Mister Big. It's Kananka in a mask." He's, what? What? <laughs> Kananka in a mask? I can't hear you. <laughs> he just works in the HR department. <laughs> <laughs> he's the one who's like establishing the the uniform. Oh God, here we go. Oh boy. <laughs> in the Hall of Fame for worst special effect in James Bond history is Kadanga. Yeah, it's this. It's this the and the surfing uh, scene. Die another day surfing. <laughs> it's absolutely terrible. <laughs> and like, why does his clothes inflate? <laughs> and where's the blood and guts? <gasps> I mean, it's a great one-liner. <laughs> oh, my God. Dunkirk. Monorail! 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 Simpsons, season three. Oh, we haven't done <laughs> They should have cut immediately, too. <laughs> We did that in the uh, the the closing credits for our Live and Let Die episode. It's like, what could you two do on a, a train for 16 hours? Hmm. And all of a sudden, so the trick to solitaire, <laughs> Jen Rami. <laughs> I kind of, you know, it was exhausting, but I kind of miss doing those closing credit things. Yeah. Well, you'll hear it again at the end of this one. <laughs> <laughs> What's in these tie? Like, what are those little red things? I didn't see. 
Look at when you see his tie. He's got some sort of pattern on his tie. Say double O seven. Double O seven says, "Listen now." <laughs> it's very ahead of the time in nineteen seventy three. They will create an audio program downloadable on a personal computer that provides entertainment. How is he stowed away in this mailbag this whole time? And how does that cut? That yeah. thing's like three inches thick, and it cuts through it like it's a steak knife. Oh, here's we... another robe. No, not as good as the uh, the yellow. Where are they? I, I always, I, I always point this out to Jamie. Uh, when you watch old movies on, like even DVDs, and you're watching on a Blu-ray player, and it just up converts it. They never intended for you to be able to see the nipples when they made this in 1973. <laughs> they knew I was going to watch this one day. I still think it'd be... I think we talked about this, didn't we, in um, the Spectre recap, when wouldn't it just be funny if, you know, everyone gets kicked out of a train and James Bond is just, like, sitting on a bank? Like, like as um he falls out, there's um uh, Batista just sitting there going, oh, you're here too. Oh, okay, I fell off. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've long established, haven't we, that James Bond on trains is not a good mix. Yeah. <laughs> Here's another thing. I uh, I saw this before I saw a lot of the other Bond movies, so I didn't realize that this was such a common thing for a Bond movie to have. Like, you think it's over, but then one of the henchmen comes back, like you get in, like you know, uh, from Russia with Love and so many others. So I remember when I saw this, I'm like, oh, this just doesn't feel like James Bond. And then you watch them in chronological order, you're like, I think every James Bond has this henchman <laughs> appears at the last minute scene. And Bond basically beats a henchman with a stack of cards. <laughs> and a bunk bed ladder. <laughs> <laughs> Where did we rank T? We haven't done a henchman's one yet, have we? <laughs> no, we got to. I mean, if we ever do a henchman one, we would have to pick, like, one per movie. So, do we pick Teehee? Do we pick Baron Samdi? Whisper. 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 What? <laughs> I said, don't go on the train. It's dangerous. <laughs> Teehee. Or not Teehee. Whisper warned everybody about this entire movie. <laughs> He's smuggling drugs. <laughs> what? Don't put the bombs there. It's okay, old plantation. <laughs> I just want to see Whisper appear behind the guy in the uh, the funeral sequence at the beginning of the movie. It's like, it's all without coffin. They're gonna kill you. <laughs> Speak up, man, boy. <laughs> Speak up, boy. <laughs> How does he give him that much room that he can reach down and pick up a pair of pliers? And when he has bolt cutters in his shaving kit, apparently. <laughs> How strong is his facial hair? Other look on T.E.'s face. James Bond defeats a henchman in his dressing gown. Can we just dub in <laughs> Solitaire's lines here with... <laughs> <laughs> Let's cover the frogger. Why does his arm fall off now? I know, he could have pulled it off himself. <laughs> I love that. Well, that wasn't very fun. <laughs> oh, darling. This she doesn't ask, what's with that artificial arm hanging from the window, James? And how does he just unclip it just like that? And meanwhile, there's Baron Samity on the front of the train, which makes no sense. I, I still can't <laughs> defend <laughs> this. <laughs> Except we James get that cool Bond is here. 
that's my name. <laughs> um, I think we were the product placement. I never noticed that. Oh yeah, this is like noticing even rude motors. Tarot cards by Fergus Hall. <laughs> Pulsar, the time computer, registered trademark. The Black Stuntmen's Association, Hollywood. <laughs> wow. They even segregated stuntmen. <laughs> wow. Oh, the Jamaican Defense Force. Those planes really was the Air Force. The Jamaican Swamp Safari Limited. <laughs> oh, Roger Moore was in this movie. I didn't see him. <laughs> hey, wait a second. Whisper. Do you see his name? Earl Jolly Brown. <laughs> <laughs> It's Charlie Brown. Mrs. Bell. Mildred Bell. <laughs> this is back when they said what was... Uh, oh, the, oh, I was at the end. Oh, okay. I'm living that die. Oh, is that what we're watching? Oh. Yeah. Well, there you go. We just did a commentary. <laughs> Up next on the Oz Network, Peppa Pig, season yeah. two. Episode- <laughs> Peppa Pig just reminds me. That video that Noah showed us that fuck off Pepper, fuck off Pepper, fuck off Pepper. Did you ever watch that? <laughs> oh, anyway. Um, we, any closing remarks? Cause we probably should get to getting on to our next one, shouldn't we? Starting right now. Uh, <laughs> ah, it? it's, it's a fun movie. <laughs> That's all you want to say? <laughs> yeah. I'm not a fan. I have no opinion. <laughs> Don't go in the long grass. Uh, <laughs> the Lost World, Jurassic Park. Uh, all right. So for those playing at home who have never made it this far in an episode, <laughs> there's a reason for that. Uh, so to choose our next commentary, we head to www.andrew.hedges.name.forward/slash/experiments/forward/slash/random. And basically, I enter, we want to get a number here. So we want a number between 1 and 24, and hopefully one that we haven't uh, done before. So we're we're nearly at the halfway point. Uh, Can I point that out? Uh, It's just two years. (laughs) (laughs) Look, we promise that it won't take us uh, 11 months to do one of these, maybe only 10. Uh, so our next one will actually get us to the halfway point. So we've done eleven now. So uh, what what are you feeling like here? Like I, I I'm not I'm going to do the random one, but what what do you think? I mean, you know we've we've done all the bonds. Uh, so you know, did we do a Dalton yet? Uh, we have done the Living Daylights. Yes, I forgot. <laughs> it must have been a great episode. Um, we haven't done a Pierce I, in a while. Well, but we've already done like half of Pierce's movies, haven't we? Well, I don't think we've done one since Die Another Day, have we? Like, since I was in Winnipeg. So, because I think we did The World uh, Is Enough before yeah. that from memory, didn't we? Yeah, fair enough. I mean, in all honesty, I, I'd be up for another, you know, one of these kind of campy ones, like Tomorrow Never Dies or uh, You Only Live Twice or something like that. I, I, I haven't done... No, I have done a Connery. That was Goldfinger. Never mind. I was about to say I hadn't done a yeah, Connery. Yeah, that's where we killed Roger Moore, Ben! <laughs> Um, all right, I still feel like we're going to get Quantum of Solace here, but all right, I'm going <laughs> to press, press in the button. We have number seven, Diamonds Are Forever. All right, well, oh, I think we need to get Noah on for that one. Yeah. Yeah, I think Noah would uh, definitely allow us not to do that one. But that'll be a fun one. You don't like that movie. I kind of middle of the road that movie, and, and Noah loves that movie. So <laughs> That just sounds like you're trying to punish me. Oh, that'll be a fun one. You really hate it, Colin. <laughs> 
Ah, oh, I mean, I'm sad that it's not a pierce, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get there eventually. So coming soon in the next 12 months, uh, insert time frame here will be <laughs> our Diamonds Are Forever commentary. We'd hopefully like to do another rankings one, but, you know, again, Noah's off in Korea. So, um, yeah, but, uh, thank you for joining us, everybody. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. I think that's all we've got on, uh, Double O Seven. I don't think we've got all the other ones. We've got the other Listen to the Oz Network. Uh, <laughs> featuring such, epi- such episodes as RuPaul's Drag Race and <laughs> um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 Review <laughs> and Joey per- Slotnick Interview <laughs> and my personal favourite The Post uh, <laughs> so yes um but, oh, and also the Oz, oh, no, that's, that's our other one. Uh, double-o-seven.com. And remember, don't listen to Spectre, etc. Uh, my name is Ben, and I'm a genuine Felix Benter. <laughs> and my name is Colin, and up us, up us! <laughs> my name is Bob. James Bob. James is for tombstones, baby. When right on, brother. Your champagne, sir. What was that? Your champagne. What? Shall I open it? What was that? Shall I open it? What? Shall I open it? No ice. That's extra. You what? Get me a making a white pimp mobile. Hey man, for 20 bucks, I'll take you to a Ku Klux Klan cookout. Well, it's just a hat done. Belonging to a small-headed man of limited means who lost a fight with a chicken. What are you? Some kind of doomsday machine, boy! You're only my second mission, you know. My first was Baines. The agent who was killed. Relief to know I'm next in line for the same kind of aid. <laughs> Funny how the least little thing amuses him. <laughs> you got a honky on your tail. Can't miss it. It's like following a cue ball. Y'all take this honky out and waste it now. Rosie's been more efficient than I anticipated. I'm going to be completely useless to you. Rosie knows what to do. Uh, me. Close off where? <laughs> There's a... Oh, a snake. I forgot I should have told you you should never go in there without a mongoose. You call my brother-in-law Billy Bob, he got the fastest boat in the whole damn river. Billy Bob sure no fixy ass. Ah, here, call Billy Bob. First time in my life, I feel like a complete woman. The slightest touch of your hand. Oh, sure we'd be able to lick you into shape. A genuine Felix Leiter. Illuminating. Did you mess with that? What was that? Did you touch her? What? The question still stands, Mr. Bard. Asked by the gentleman concerned, did you touch her? I'm not in the habit of giving answers to lackeys. Put down those cards. The cards say we will be lovers. It is a blasphemy. Quite revealing. 
Ciao, bello. Get some warning. Get it out of here! I mean, what the hell can the two of you do on the train for 16 hours? Now, the first thing to learn in playing Junior is... Secret agent on whose side? Where's Gananga? Well, he always did have an inflated opinion of himself. Seems like the party started. My regards to Baron Samadhi, man. Right between the eyes. It's still going to be a beautiful day. <laughs> yes, a beautiful day. Butterhook. <laughs>